welcome to Meet Me in the Middle. We are um, so glad to be here. We're glad to be, I'm glad to see my sister, my brother over here. And you know, we usually do this little pat pat thing. <laughs> we're, in different, we're in different places. And uh, man, it just, I miss touching. I miss touching. Yeah. Well, I'm Lindsay Pollard, and this is my beautiful husband, uh, handsome husband, Ronald Pollard. Probably. He looks wonderful. Okay. <laughs> and uh, we've been married for 31 years. Oh. Yeah, this year will be 31 years. 32. Oh. Am I off? 89. I'm off. 1989. <laughs> yesterday. Let me, let me. Makes me feel better. Are you trying to read the number? It yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we are here and we're just ready to jump in with you all. Yes, all right. And I'm Joy Martin. And you know what? These are our surprise guests that I, I mentioned on our, uh, if you don't know about our Facebook. Uh, <laughs> um, we have a, a group on Facebook. We also have a YouTube channel. Um, Meet Me in the Middle group would love for you to join that group and subscribe to us on YouTube. But I mentioned we were going to have some surprise guests, and here they are. This is my husband, Roger Martin, um, and we've been married, oh, good grief. Now I got to think, almost 37 years. Wow. In July, yeah. did I get it right? Yeah, no, I started doing the math when, 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 <laughs> when, <laughs> when Lindsay messed hers up. I started in my mind. 19. I know. Let's get this right. Anyway, so we've all been together. Well, we've been together a long time. You've been together a long time. And um, we, you know, we wanted to come together and talk about this issue. And our guys, we just think so much of them. And they breathe so much life into us. And um, they've both been uh, in ministry. Um, and also doing like what we call the regular world work, photography, eBay sales. And so they just got a wide range of wisdom. And um, so we just thought we'd bring our better half on here and talk about some current issues that are heavy on our heart. All right, so Lindsay, back to you. And Ronald, yeah, raise your hand. What's up, Martin? <laughs> <laughs> Doing good, Pollard. <laughs> we don't have first names anymore, brother. I know, right? Right. Okay. So, so we just wanted to, um, I guess, just talk about the main thing that's going on right now. It seems like it was coronavirus, and it still is coronavirus, but now something else has erupted. Yeah, Another virus. Another virus. There you mm -hmm. go. Like you were saying, the virus of the soul. Yes. Um, has reared its head again. And so um, how are we all feeling right now? With Black yeah. Lives Matter and, and the death of George Floyd and the police. And how, how are you guys feeling? Well, I know yesterday, I mean, I'll just start out with this little part. I watched the funeral, most of it live of George Floyd. And, um, you know, my heart was so broken and it just represents so such a, a massive situation that, you know, I had to go out and just walk it all out afterwards, you know, the emotions so heavy. And, you know, we're going to talk about a lot of different things um, in these. We're going to do at least three sessions so everybody knows. But, um, man, the weight is heavy. And what I'm hearing so many of my friends say 
and us included, I mean, just tired. We're tired. We're weary emotionally. And, and it just seems like such a big issue. You, you're just trying to figure out where to, where to start. So that's, that's where I am. I'm emotionally tired. Yeah. And I, so I, you know, I, I watched a, a couple of days ago, some of the video around the George Floyd's last minutes. Um, and I realized, so I'm feeling so much anger. So I'm in tears at a point, I'm frustrated, but then it dawned on me that what I wasn't feeling was fear about my kids, fear about how this would impact me. And it just dawned on me uh, and maybe that's a segue into when when you watch that video or any of those, I mean, what was going on? Because I don't think it's the same, it, it can't be the same thing that's going on in, in, in my heart. You're right. How'd you feel? Martin, you're right. Um, I, um, I was sad, mm. forlorn. Mm. I was angry. I am angry. Yep. I am sad. I'm deeply frustrated yeah. that this virus has been around for 401 years. It's been justified. It's been given Band-Aid approaches. It's been, the virus of racism I'm talking about has been right. um, dismissed sometimes. Dismissed. Yeah, not even it's a thing. Not even there. We don't even have a virus. Minimized. Mm -hmm. It's been excused. It's, and, 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 and the thing that frustrates the Hades out of me, the thing that frustrates the Hades out of me is the lack of honesty by the majority culture. You were very honest right now, Roger, in saying, I realize that I don't have to worry about that. Mm -hmm. Every day I go to sleep, every day I wake up, I worry about that for my 24-year-old son, yep. my 27-year-old nephews, my grandchild, my son-in-law, just driving. Mm -hmm. And I know this is not the segment for it, but I can share with you an experience that I had. Do it. But, you know, <laughs> you know, can I do it now? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. In 2004, I had just completed a, an, an incredible experience mm -hmm. to the motherland, to East Africa in Kenya. Okay. Yeah, I remember a month or so, about a month beforehand, my wife and I, they purchased me, purchased for me a brand new car, a Lexus ES330. I didn't have a chance to even drive the car before I went on the humanitarian trip to East Africa, a mission trip to East Africa. So I had to wait a month to get back until I got back. When I got back from the experience, which was wonderful. I had to wait another day because there's a two-day turnaround because you're ahead in that world by two days. 
That's right. Time flip, right? Your yeah. body is really thrown off, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I get up and I'm so proud of my car, which has 50 miles on 55 miles on 35 miles, something like that. Because all Lexus cars have to be tested. They do that thing. They, they test it. So I get in the car. My wife says, where are you going? I'm going to, I'm going to just go ride, baby. I'm proud. Brand new Lexi. <laughs> I drive my hips all the way to Beverly Hills from Riverside, California. Yeah. It's an hour and a half drive. But I'm rolling because I want to check out the features, the new suspension, the brand new car that they put out, the sport, the comfort. I'm enjoying the car. Enjoy telling my baby and my children, thank y'all for my birthday gift. I love you guys. <laughs> Oh, God is so amazing. God is so good. <laughs> I drive through up to Beverly Hills, getting ready to go into Beverly Hills. I drive through, and I'm, the speed limit is 35 in this neighborhood. I'm driving 30. Yep. Mm -hmm. And run behind me. Whoop, whoop. What's going on? Sir, we need to know what do you need in this neighborhood? What are you doing? Oh. License plate, registration. I even had my passport on me. Yeah. I showed my passport, my social security card, my registration, everything that I could think of humanly possible. Yeah. I came back home and realized I'm still a black man in America. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that I'm mm -hmm. of driving. While black. While black. Yep. Driving while black. And a brand new Lexus ES330, that black pearl cherry. It was a brand new color that was a camel color on the inside, not even tinted windows. Here I am, past the parlor, yep. being reduced to a number or a stereotype. Yep. Right, right, right. Not because you were tinted. <laughs> <laughs> that was tinting on the windows. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. all. That's all that yeah. can be explained. Exactly. Okay, yep. and I'm gonna share a quick story too, and then I want to ask you guys a question. But when so, we're gonna deal in episode two, so we're not getting there yet about you know white privilege stuff. But I'm gonna throw that little teaser out there. I didn't know a lot. Um, there's so many things I wasn't aware of. I mean, and Lindsay, you know, I called you yesterday after that funeral. I'm like, I'm so sorry, you know? I mean, it's just, I'm just all messed up. Like, I'm so sorry I didn't do anything earlier that I didn't know all the first 40-something years of my life and all that kind of stuff. But um, probably 10 years ago, maybe, or so, we, um, you know, Hurricane Katrina had hit, and we, Raj and I, this is our, kind of our first experience. We took in a couple from New Orleans who had been displaced by the hurricane. Um, and they came to live with us, an African-American couple. This was, this was huge for us. We were in Connecticut at the time. And um, so we brought this couple in. They lived with us for almost a month, like three weeks plus or something. We helped them get housing, you know, like set up up there, they wanted to stay in Connecticut because they felt like people were actually treating them nice up there. So anyway, but I'll never forget one day, I go to, to pick up my friend. They didn't have a car at first. And I went to pick her up. 
I'm in a minivan, okay, just me by myself. I go to pick her up, and y'all, she got in the back seat. And I said, oh, sister, no, 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 nobody's going to the back of this bus. No, I said, you're going to sit up front with me. And, but she just kind of, you know, put her head down like that. And I just, I realized, oh my goodness, there's this condition from so many years of being treated a certain way that she just automatically, and listen, she wasn't older than me. She was probably a little younger. So this was not an elderly woman. But because of how she had, you know, the conditioning of where she was, she went to sit in the back when, you know, it was just me and her. And I'm like, oh no, not in this family. You're not doing that. But anyway, this is what I'm going to bring that about. That was the beginning of a lot of whole journey. We'll talk a little bit about that God was so gracious in giving us. But tell us from your vantage point, um, talk about the importance or what, what does Black Lives Matter mean to you? And um, what are the issues involved with that? I mean, we're hearing a lot of people say a lot of things. Um, so I want to get it from you. What, what does that mean to you? Well, I know for me, um, I, I remember when the, the, we had this same kind of big protesting and whatnot several years ago. And then there was like this whole thing of all lives matter. And I remember on my job, we were trying to partner with the police station. And so we kind of went with the all lives matter. And I know that there was some pushback from that because it was, it was like, okay, another black man just died, but now you're including everybody. Yeah. My, per my perspective as a Christian mm. is, is that we are all God's children, but Black Lives Matters, Black Lives Matter matters because we as God's children are not being treated equally. Mm -hmm. right. mm -hmm. But we're, we're, we're segmented out from the whole pie. Mm. We're right. segmented out. And we've been segmented out, like Ron said, for 401 years, we've been segmented out of the pie. Mm -hmm. So it, it, it is very... Um, current it's very relevant it's going to continue to stay relevant mm -hmm. until there's a systemic mm -hmm. and and open heart surgery yeah. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yes so so it's 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 something that is um it, it's deep within my heart now i'm not out there protesting i'm not i mean everybody does it in their own way right but for me it is for every person that I come in contact with to show the love of Christ. Mm -hmm. Every single person. We talked yeah. about The Chosen, um, the movie um, that's out, the Christian movie that's out. Mm -hmm. And um, I remember telling someone about that movie and the person was like, well, I'm not going to watch it because it's not a black Jesus and blah, blah, blah. And I said, you know, if Jesus walked through the door right now and he wasn't black, would you go with him? Oh, so, so even within Black Lives Matter, even within um, white privilege, there's some serious soul searching that we all have to do. That's why I'm yeah. saying it's not only a systemic, <laughs> a huge systemic problem, but there needs to be open heart surgery by Christ. Right. 
Right. Because we're not going to be able to change ourselves. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm very angry about what went on. I'm very upset. Um, I've been shedding tears. Um, mm -hmm. You know, Joy and I talked yesterday before, um, after the memorial service, and I said, Joy, I stood when Pastor Al Sharpton said, stand up mm -hmm. yeah. for eight minutes and 46 seconds. Yeah. And it seemed like an eternity, and it broke me. Yeah. To just be silent in my home for that long mm -hmm. and to know that this man was pleading for his life and we watched a murder take place. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's why Black Lives Matters to me. Yeah. Right. How about you, Ronald? For me, Black Lives Matter mm. started around the time of slavery and then some. Yeah, yeah. See, Black Lives Matter, what it means to me is the reason that phrase means a lot is because all of the talent, the gifts, the intellect, the beauty, the art of Black folk has been marginalized, minimized, mm -hmm. and demonized by mm -hmm. a majority culture that colonized the world. Mm -hmm. much of the world mm -hmm. and so when i hear black lives matter i hear black pride i hear black value I, i'm not a sociologist and none of us are trained sociologists <laughs> right. we're not experts we're just giving our personal opinion right right For me, black lives matter incorporates and encapsulates mm -hmm. my mother the gifted talented woman Mm -hmm. All the mothers and the fathers right. who have been marginalized. Why does black life, what does it mean to me? Black lives matter this to me. It makes this difference to me. Black men being uh, hunted, mm -hmm. being targeted, mm -hmm. being stereotyped, yep. being black men being marginalized. Mm -hmm. Black men, unfortunately, in our community, Black men, it seems like, is the world's, is the white man's worst nightmare. Mm. You think about people that have come through, no, everybody remembers the movie Roots, mm. but before Kunta Kente was there, brought here to slave ship, his ancestors were kings and queens in Africa. Mm. See, when you talk about Black Lives Matter, you have to think about the years of history, Egypt, North Africa, a world power dominated the world for many years. But to see the Western world come in and do damage and see when we have traveled around the world, we have seen the impact of colonization. We have seen the impact of colonial mindset where people can be in their culture and do everything in their culture except go to church and worship in their culture. Their culture is everywhere except in their worship service. Think about it. Mm. What in the world do Africans know about hymns? Mm. Mm. Lee Crosby. What do what do Africans know about that? They have their own culture. Right, right, right. But, but Black Lives Matter means all of that. I know that's a quote from Louisiana. I know that's a gumbo. I know that's a gumbo. <laughs> yeah. What I'm saying is Black Lives Matter because you're talking about a people who've been stripped of identity, 
mm. who've been stripped of nomenclature, who've been stripped of their dignity, who've been stripped of their pride. Mm. And, and some people will try to say, well, they're lazy, this, that. No. Really? Really? No. Yeah. Black Lives Matter because what Black Lives represent is us reclaiming what has always been our human right. Mm. And that is equality, and that is justice, mm. and that is fair opportunity. Not a hand out, but a right. hand across and a hand up. Not, 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 not favor. Mm -hmm. You give us the same opportunity. Yeah. We excel. Yeah. yeah. You give us the same goalpost, and we can kick the ball through that goalpost. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So we're gonna end right here. This is hot and heavy, and yes. uh, and then we're gonna go to our next session, and we're gonna be talking about white privilege. Ah. Ooh, all right, we'll see you next time.